everything that the other kids want to do. He wants to be with them. Look at him as like a little brother and just yeah. kind of bring him along. He's been a blessing in our yeah, family. It's, I mean, it's been amazing. We're not all called to maybe bring a child into our home, but we are all called to help. Welcome to the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast with leading DIY lifestyle blogger, Anna Fulmer, where women are inspired with authentic stories and practical strategies to reclaim their hearts and homes by empowering transformation, one imperfect day at a time. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Fulmer. Today is a very, very special episode. Approximately a year ago at this time, I hosted an adoption gala here in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. It was a black tie affair. And yes, it was a fundraiser for our own family's adoption of a little boy from the Pacific Island of Samoa. But more importantly, the goal of the evening was to give local families a platform to share their adoption stories and to ultimately celebrate forever families. The name of the gala was called Bring Them Home, an adoption gala to celebrate forever families. Today's story is one of the stories that was shared. It was a video presentation. The second family story is coming at the end of this week. It'll be produced at the end of this week. I am so excited to introduce you today to the Zimmerman family, Brad and Kate, and their five sweet kiddos, including Jose, their adopted son. This is a story you do not want to miss. Jose was not their first son that they adopted. And this episode, I would like to dedicate to all of the orphans who never come home on this side of heaven. Enjoy the Zimmerman story. Hi, we're the Zimmerman family. Uh, My name is Brad. My name is Kate. My name is Brock. I'm Adeline. And we adopted Jose from Bogota, Colombia in 2020. Well, Brad and Kate, I have known you guys since high school. This is so fun to be here. So Kate, I did not know you as well, but you two were a year ahead of me in high school and you were a field hockey player. And how many times did you guys go to states slash win states? Uh, Twice. Twice. No big deal. Did you win (laughs) states twice? Yeah. Like yeah, our freshman and sophomore year. I just remember my years in high school, it was always, field hockey was either beating new records or winning things. It was always, you guys were so amazing. And then Brad, speaking of shattering records in high school, so Brad and I ran track together. Well, clarification, I ran. Right, and he I did not run. <laughs> he was the smart one of the two of us. Brad just threw pointy sticks around. Really? Yeah. yeah, but you were breaking records throwing those pointy sticks. Yeah. You, your senior year, you won states, right? So, uh, actually, never you, won. You states, never won. So but you went no. to nationals. Went to nationals my yeah. junior and senior year. Yeah, but never won states. So, but you were breaking records. Yeah, we were. I remember that every time after we'd have a track meet and the announcements, Brad was breaking another record of some <laughs> sort. Yeah. yeah, good times, good memories. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe for you, I don't know. Right. I was running around in circles until I was about to throw up. Right. So you picked the right, the right choice there. So you two are high school sweethearts. Yeah, at Warwick. Yeah. yeah, and you then got married. You have four biological children, and then you adopted Jose. At what point in your relationship did you, had you talked early on about adoption? At what point did that become part of your conversation for your family? Well, that's a good, yeah. So, so for Kate, it kind of came at different times for us, right? So Kate always had adoption on her heart. And I was kind of the approach that we can support people that are adopting, Mm -hmm. whether it be financially or time or 
whatever that may be. So I was kind of like, we can be that supportive on the adoption side. Mm-hmm. And um, But Kate always had it on her heart. And then I'd say that as we kind of processed through, we were a couple orphanages sometimes, like Guatemala and things like that, where we together. served. Sometimes together. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then one time I was down, and you were down with Adam mm-hmm. one time and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we through that, serving at different orphanages, I think, really is where my heart really started to change. And um, just as far as where you go into these orphanages and you know you can't save all of them, Mm -hmm. but I knew of 153 million orphans, Mm -hmm. like we could help save the life of one or change the life, not save, but Mm -hmm. help change the life of one. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's really through that where I kind of came through and and we talked one time, we're like, you know what, this is the journey that we're going to, you know, start and take. At what point was that family. when you first had that conversation? Well, you actually, had biological kids yet? Yes. Yeah. 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 So I have a niece and two nephews, actually three nephews now that are adopted. So mm-hmm. I think it was always in like our family and we saw them and we guys interacted with them and it was a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. Brad was actually in Guatemala when I got our home study because we had talked about it and he was like, well, just get the papers. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, we'll think about it. And he went, no, were you in Guatemala or you were in... Maybe Honduras. Or I think he was sure. in Honduras. And I was at home, and he called me, and he was like, we're supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, all right, here we go. Like, we're going to start this journey. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like, but we're going to start it. So I got the paperwork, and we started, like, working on filling it all out. Was there something in particular that you remember that made you think, like, this is, yeah, we're supposed um, to do this. I can't remember the exact moment. Like, what was it about moment, that phone like call the, that you were like, exact hmm. moment. You know, when you're in, and, and I don't know, like, if, if anyone's been in, you know, and I know a lot of you probably have, but, like, just in a third world country yeah. like that. And when you're serving like that, and you are there, and you just see the happiness of all these children yeah, and people that, have that really have nothing. And mm-hmm. you look at that, and you just go, wow. Like, mm-hmm. and I just kind of got to the point, like, what am I thinking like why would I not say yes I knew it was on her heart right so I knew like the immediate time that I would be like yes let's start this process yes I feel like we're called to be able to go in this direction I knew she'd be all on board so like it was just me actually getting to that point and she was awesome where like I remember you just keep on saying like don't do this for me but she kept on saying that like don't do this for me I need you to feel that this is the direction that you want us to go so it wasn't one of those moments where it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, let's, you know, but it was honestly like a change of heart. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. for me personally, it was reassurance um, because we did have biological children at the time. We had all four of our kids, you know, we had yeah. Alan, Tate, and Brock, and Tenley. So for me, there was a reassurance over Christmas time. So we do a, a little gift exchange for all of our kids to exchange each other's names. And what we do is we just put it in a hat, like a lot of people do, write their name on it, and then we just have them write like, two or three things that they really would like for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's like small gifts just because it's between brothers and sisters. And uh, I remember sitting at the kitchen table, and everyone exchanged their name, and I think it was Tayden got his name, and, and he looked at it, and he's like, there's only one thing on this list. And anyways, it came out. It's supposed to be a surprise, right? You're supposed to be a surprise of whose yeah. name you have. And I remember we found out that it's Adeline, and we're like, Adeline, like, honestly, like, please just put more than one thing on your list because like we have to be able to have multiple things. You don't want to know exactly what you're getting. And so as we're like, Alan, please. And and she's like, that's all I want. That's Mm -hmm. all I want. And we're like, well, please. And then she started to get emotional and she's Mm -hmm. like, but mom and dad, that's all I want. So we're like, Tayden, like, let me see the paper. Like what's on the paper. 
And it just said, like, please put my money towards the adoption. Mm. And when that happened, it was kind of like... And how old was she? She would have been 10, 11, 11, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that moment, I was kind of like, wow. I mean, Mm -hmm. I got choked up to Mm -hmm. the point where I'm like, this is Mm -hmm. crazy. Like, because the process went where Kate and I felt called to adopt. Yeah. And then we asked, like, so we started to have the conversations yeah. with our kids. Yeah. Saying, what's this going to look yeah. like? You know, how's this going to impact our family for the good and the yeah. bad? There's, you know, six of us now. Right. What's it going to look like? You have tried it all. Worried you will never lose the extra weight or reclaim the energy you once enjoyed? Want to achieve fat loss without spending hours in a gym or eliminating entire food groups from your diet? Well, now you can. In the virtual Faster Way to Fat Loss with Anna, my six-week fitness and nutrition program, you will learn how to pair effective 30-minute workouts with all-natural evidence-based nutritional strategies to leverage what you eat and when you eat to reset your metabolism and burn fat fast, even that stubborn belly fat. I am a dual certified nurse practitioner passionate about teaching sustainable strategies to promote fat loss and prevent disease. I have cheered on thousands of clients who have done just that with the Faster Way program. In my six-week program, the average client currently sheds seven inches of body fat. 93% report more energy and 89% state that their mental health has improved. 100% of clients report they feel this program is sustainable. Curious to try the program, but not sure if the strategies will work for you? Try the Faster Way Strategies for free. Head to www.hammersandhugs.com and sign up for my free seven-day fat loss accelerator course today and start your own transformation story it's humbling though when kids like they see it so simply wait right. another little kid needs a home what's the problem right exactly <laughs> like their house and then yeah. we make it so cerebral we're like okay i see the finances i yeah. see we don't know what is this child going to be like yeah. are they going to want our house are they right. like our house you know we're yeah. kids are just like yeah. they need a house Boom. Yeah. You yep. know, if only we could see the world that simply, yeah, you know, there'd like be a lot childlike. less orphans. Yeah. It's a childlike fate. Right. It's just like, right. why not? We're supposed to have every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, so this, you know, I love hearing this because I think this is typical for a lot of couples where one spouse feels very strongly like they want to adopt and the other one is not necessarily feeling the same, the same way. What would you say to a couple? Because sometimes it's different. Sometimes it's, the husband wants to adopt and the wife doesn't, you know, what would you say to somebody who's in that position? How would you encourage them if they really have a heart to adopt, but their spouse is not there yet? What would you say to that person? I think for me, just pray. Because yeah. I felt like for Brad, like I couldn't keep nagging him. Like yeah. I wasn't going to nag him. It's too big of a thing. It's way too big of a thing. And I like the dishes. And I needed him to be like a hundred percent on board yeah. because yeah, I mean, it's a team effort. Like, this is a family thing. So I think just, I remember just praying about it and being like, okay, Lord, like, if this is supposed to happen, Mm -hmm. he's going to come to me and he's going to tell me. And that's exactly what happened. Like, he Mm -hmm. came to me and he was like, we're supposed to do this. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, like, this is, then we're supposed to start this. And that was kind of confirmation for me too, to be like, okay, yeah, we are supposed to do this. Yeah. So, so you started the process and it was not without its challenges. Mm -hmm. You guys had adopted. Yes. A little boy. Mm -hmm. And tell me about Cruz. So we have Jose. Jose is the little boy that they brought home. Mm -hmm. But they had another little boy. Tell us about Cruz. 
So Cruz was a four-year-old little boy who had definitely some health issues. He had a feeding tube. He had chronic lung. And I remember when we got the file, I remember being like, I remember telling Brad, like, we can't say no to anyone that comes through, right? So when we got the file, I was like, okay, Lord, like, we're supposed to do this. And I remember being overwhelmed. I was actually upstairs folding laundry. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I have no medical background at all. Like, I don't know if I can do this, you know? And I sent it to Brad, and and I said to him, like, did you see the the pictures? And he kind of came in and was like, I remember him kind of being like, no way. Yeah. Like, go. Like, yeah. like no way. <laughs> there's tubes. I yeah. Don't know yeah. Like, we already yeah. have four kids. Like, there's yeah. no way. And I was like, I just feel like God's telling me we're not supposed to say no mm-hmm. to any kid that comes our way. And that was just our calling. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's for everyone. Sure. But it was just our thing. Like, we're not supposed to say no. So we prayed about it. And we started looking into, like, CHOP and just seeing, like, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And we and long story short, we said yes. Mm-hmm. Started looking into more stuff with it. With it and... Anyway, so, yeah, we said yes, and I would think probably within, it wasn't that long, a few months, actually, we got the call to, like, okay, you guys are going to start coming down to get him, and he was doing really well for the most part. I mean, he had a tank, an oxygen tank behind him. Like, we had to get, look into all of that stuff, mm-hmm. like, for the flight. It was a lot of information that I felt very unequipped for. Mm-hmm. But I really felt like the whole time we were like, this is confirmation, this is confirmation. And we had a lot of people praying for us mm-hmm. along the way because I think a lot of people knew that we've shared with, like, we don't feel mm-hmm. this is really what we're Equipped. capable of doing. Yeah. But we felt like this was supposed to be our child. Mm-hmm. So um, the day before we left, actually, we got a call. We were at a wedding, and they mm-hmm. said, they said, Cruz is in the hospital. We think he just pulled out his feeding tube, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get it back he's in. He seems, yeah, he's stomach mm-hmm. pain. He seems to mess with it a lot. So we were kind of like, okay, like it didn't seem like anything alarming. So we're like, are we scheduled to still fly out the next morning? And they're like, yep, just plan on everything being normal. Well, then I think that next morning we kind of like it was a little bit more uneasy, but we weren't like sure. And of course, all of our kids were coming to right. Columbia, so right. it was like a big right thing. You right, know? you really needed to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So the, I just remember we were in the airport at Texas during our like second trip and or our second flight, flight. Mm-hmm. and we got a text and they just said, it's not good. And Cruz actually has pancreatitis and we had a surgery. And I just remember sitting there and I just, I just like bawled. Like I just cried and cried and cried. And I was just like, of course the thing that was going through my head was, okay, why God? Like, mm-hmm. why now? You wait this long, yeah. you go through this yeah. process, yeah. you're sitting in the airport, mm-hmm. you're ready to go yeah. get him, and you're basically being told, yeah, yeah. like, Hold this on. isn't good. Yeah. And I was like, why now? Like, why during all of this? Like, why when all of my kids are, all of our kids are coming down? Mm-hmm. What does this look like? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, and I was crying, and then of course, Tiden, our oldest son, he was looking at me, and he was just, and he was very emotional. So... It was a really hard time, but we still didn't have a lot of answers. We didn't really know how bad it really was. So did you come back to Lancaster? No. 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 We actually Mm -hmm. flew down. Okay. So we got there, and we got into our hotel that night. Late at night, we woke up the next morning, and our agent, Soraya, which was, she was amazing, she walked in, and she started crying, and she just was like, it's not good. And she's like, his chances are really, really slim. I think that was when it really hit us, like, Wow. So now we're sitting in the middle of Bogota. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in Bogota, Colombia. Yeah. 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 
And I think that's what's crazy about, like, he was talking about the process, like, as far as even in the beginning of, I mean, I think about how your heart was set for adoption and kind of was like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the journey, and I always say, like, life's a story, enjoy right. the journey. Right. Because the amount of work, and you, you were familiar with mm-hmm. this, and any family that has gone through it, you know how much work and dedication there is. Right. To get to this moment, yeah. right? Where paper you're matched. after paper like, and home so studies. So much. And, yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, like just yeah. Crazy you're all in. <laughs> yeah, you're all in. Yeah. So, like, yeah. we're already there with all yeah. of that. And yeah. Kate, I mean, a lot of that landed on her shoulders. So, like, I mean, did not land on my shoulders, but like a lot of on yeah. hers and just a ton of paperwork. So, you get to that moment of being matched and just to travel through that process. Yeah. And then I remember us flying down. So, yeah, we ended up in Bogota, Colombia. And now we got our family there, and we're meeting with our agent down there, Soraya, and not what we pictured, right? Like, it wasn't what we anticipated. There was so much preparation, and we get down there, and his cruise is in a hospital in an area where it is not safe. Mm-hmm. It is not a good hospital. Mm-hmm. And we basically had to take turns and trips visiting crews in the hospital. So the first time you get to see your son, he's basically in a hospital. He's in the ICU. So, yeah, we actually went that day, when that first day, we actually, Brad and I got to go in, and they wouldn't let us in. So we weren't signed. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't officially ours mm-hmm. yet at that point, mm-hmm. you know, where we didn't sign the paperwork. Mm-hmm. And, and once we sign, everything's our responsibility. And they weren't even, they were like, that's not even an option at this mm-hmm. point. Like, we're not even going to do that. Because mm-hmm. we were thinking... I mean, we process like, let's sign and let's just like get him out of here. Yeah, you know, we yeah. do that, but, but we couldn't get him he out. Wasn't he wasn't stable enough right. to be able to fly. So that right. wasn't even smart. So at that point, it was like we just have to trust that this is the best place for him right now, yeah. and like he is going to be okay. Yeah. And then we went back. We did go for a few days. Then and finally, they got us in, and you went first. And got to see him. Yeah, through like numerous meetings and things like that with the adoption agency because there's obviously laws that you're dealing with the whole time. Right. So to make All sure that, that we're doing right. things yeah, correctly just, and in mm-hmm. the order, it's just a different country. Mm-hmm. And um, what was so crazy was everyone at the orphanage was sharing with us how like Cruz was like running around the orphanage on Friday mm-hmm. saying like, my family's coming, my mm-hmm. mom and dad are coming, my mom and dad mm-hmm. are coming. And we were, we were coming on Sunday. Yeah. And on Saturday, he ended up in the hospital. It was like night and day difference of the videos that were capturing. Yeah, I recognize you, right? So when I went in to visit Cruz for the first time, he was out pretty well. So I just stood by his side. I talked to him. I prayed for him. And I just let him know that we came here for him. It's crazy. But so I spent time with him and spent time with the doctors and the nurses. And we just kind of tried to come up with a game plan as much as you can plan at that point when... You have your family of six in a third world country, <laughs> right, and right. you're trying to Just give me one of these communicate <laughs> with, you know, the child that you long for. Because the crazy thing as well is, like, we've been journeying, right, for, like, seven right. months or six months, whatever it was, prior to that well, moment. Well, in years. Right? I mean, years, yeah. you know, where you're yeah. thinking about your child and not how you envision it. Right. And <laughs> yeah. specifically with Cruz, like, with technology now, obviously, like, we were FaceTiming him, we were sending right. videos back and mm-hmm. forth, so, like, our relationship with Cruz has grown into a relationship of, this is our son, mm-hmm. and I'm his dad. Yeah. And kid is his mom. Forget papers. So we were committed, but Cruz knew that we loved him. Yeah. He knew that yeah. we came down for him. He knew that we were by his side. Yeah. So we were there 
unfortunately, Cruz passed away like three weeks later than is when Cruz um, ended up passing away. But while we were there, I went back home, and then Kate was able to go visit with him. And when Kate went not home, not here, not not here, home. Sorry. I never got him home to yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. But I got to the place that we were staying down there, the Airbnb. Yeah. And then another day had passed, and Kate had the opportunity to go and visit with him as well. Mm-hmm. And the hospital exploration there is totally different than here. Mm-hmm. You like walk in. You kind of check into a book, but then they thought Cruz was on floor three, and then yeah. they thought he was on floor two, and then they send you up to floor five. I'm like, where in the world's Cruz? And then right. we finally get him. Finally, a doctor that knows where they are. So mm-hmm. just totally different yeah. medical situation. So much out of your control. <laughs> so much out. Yeah. And I am not good at Spanish. <laughs> I mean, I like stumble through the best that yeah. I can, but I am yeah. not fluent by any means. Yeah. Yeah. But then you had the opportunity to go with him, yeah. and he... So I saw him and she said to me, you're going to have to keep it together. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, this is going to be difficult. Yeah, thanks. Right, right. Yeah, no problem. Right, no right. Problem. And I can't even keep it together. Yeah, he warned me. He's like, he's all tuned up. I'm yeah. just warning you. Like, he's really, you know, and I was like, okay. Anyway, so then when we walked in, they were like, are you going to be okay? You know, I'm like, well, I'm going to try. Because I knew the next day I think we were leaving. So I knew, like, this was my chance if I was going to see him. Like, for now, I was hoping we were going to come yeah, back and get him, yeah. but for then. So, I walked in, and actually, it was really interesting. He actually had his eyes open, yeah. even though he had a tube down his throat, which I don't understand that mm-hmm. part about it. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me, and he started almost crying. And the lady came over and was like, shh, like, calm down, calm down. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of, like, his eyes kind of rolled back, and you could tell he wasn't fully there. Mm-hmm. But I told Brad, I was like, I think he knew. Like, I was there. Mm-hmm. Like, he saw me, and he recognized mm-hmm. it was me. Right. So I just stood there, too, and we did the same thing. I prayed for him and told him that we loved him and all that stuff. And um, it was really, really hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it was goodness. really hard. And it was really, really hard on our kids um, because they were hoping to come down to see their brother, mm-hmm. and they weren't allowed. Mm-hmm. And then we'd come back, and we did a lot of crying that week. Mm-hmm. And Tayden and Adeline and Brock, everybody was in tears, like... Blast off with Space Vacation the Musical as the Bloom family from the bright yellow planet takes a wild, weird, and wonderful intergalactic summer vacation. With original songs and stellar comedy, their trip goes delightfully haywire. Fun and adventure for all ages. Space Vacation the Musical on all podcast platforms now. Subscribe today. randomly throughout the whole week and I think it was just really difficult so our our whole trip changed right so we planned things that we didn't anticipate and we actually spent some time as a family because we couldn't be with Cruz you know the whole time so we did some different things with the family we did end up coming home then here and then unfortunately well there there was a process that yeah they told us to come home come home for a little bit because Cruz was actually improving so he was I remember that update. Looking, yeah, mm-hmm. so things were looking good, but it was still going to take time until he got approval to actually fly home. So, and they said, how about you get your whole family home? And then our plan was that Kate and I, Kate was going to fly down in about a week or so and then be with Cruz while he's in recovery. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to fly down or someone was going to fly down and then we'd all fly home together and bring Cruz, Cruz home. Yeah. 
So we flew home, we decided to bring the family home, and he would go and he would improve, and then he'd have like a day or two setback, and then yeah. he would improve, and then he'd have a day or two setback, and this went on for a couple like weeks. weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, like, we didn't know what to do here at home, right. and so there was moments where we were going to fly down, and then they're like, no, not ready yet, and anyways, we, we got a call that next morning in July. And uh, unfortunately, I found out that Cruz passed away. They're being like, oh, All right. <laughs> like yeah. stab in my heart for you. It just, the whole process is, you're just like, Lord, here. Yeah. Here I am. Here's my heart. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's not easy. No. It doesn't mean it's wrong. Right. right. It's just not easy. <laughs> and we we're so thankful that we could actually see him yes. and talk with him and yes. knew that like we were pursuing him. Yeah. We loved him. Yeah. We were coming down for him, yeah. bringing him home. So then we started the process over, and then you can talk about the grieving process as well, but we started the adoption process over yeah. again yeah. fairly quickly. There's obviously a lot involved, as yeah. you know. So for people that don't understand, I mean, and this is an unusual situation, I mean, really, in the grand scheme oh, of yeah, adoption. Said, I mean, never happened Yeah, this before. is very rare very to thin. happen, but it still speaks to the fact that just because something is very hard doesn't mean that it's wrong and there isn't money that comes out of it, and you still made all the difference his life right mm -hmm. yeah. we actually did get two files before we got jose and yeah. i was not yeah. ready at all i was yeah. just like this is not the right timing i told him i was anxious to even open up the file yeah. like yeah i was just like it was just opening up old heartaches yeah. and hurt yeah and for people who don't understand so you get matched you literally get a file yeah. of your child and then so where did you start over did i mean you Practically speaking, you had invested money and you mm -hmm. had to start at a certain place over again. Right. At what point in the process do you have to start over? Or did you have you to start to over? With the home study, right? Our, like our agency did really good. Like they did we amazing. you were still in the great. program. Yes. Basically you're yeah. like back on we the list. Yeah, Basically, we had to update some things. But. Yeah, we had to update a few things, but really not that much. Like we yeah. had our home study I think was pretty much like okay. Which I think also like I know encouragement for me, our kids were tenacious. Like they didn't want to give up either, yeah, right? So yeah. they were all on board and we had family conversations mm -hmm. about the process again. What does that sound like? What does that feel like? Yeah. And I, everyone was in the heart of, we want to pursue right. another child. Right. And so right. With, we with lost one brother, but we're ready for the right. next one. We, yeah. we still yeah. want a child. We still yeah. want a younger sibling. Yeah. And since everyone was still there in the mindset, mm -hmm. I think was what could help at least me and, and us kind of pushed through to say, hey, you know what, we are yeah. supposed to journey on. And they were definitely ready before I was. I think I probably took the longest. I mean, a mother's heart, listen, I'm... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to tell me, I can't even fathom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that it was just a lot to yeah. go all through that again. And yeah. our kids did ask the question, I mean, if we're being honest, like, are we going to adopt another kid that's... Yeah. Gonna have so many medical medical issues. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And I mean we had to have that conversation with them, mm -hmm. be like, guys, like, mm -hmm. look at Cruz. We went and said yes to him, even though he never lived with us, he yeah. still knew he had a family. So there was yeah. a reason why we said yes to him. Yeah. So I think at that point it was like a good conversation. We don't know what child we're gonna get matched with again. Right. We need to be open again right. to anything. So right. I think that fear though is a very Yes. It's a real thing, you know? Yeah. Especially for the kids. And I think yeah. going through it. So when we got matched with Jose, like some of our kids did not. And how much longer? So Cruz died in July. In July. July. And then when did you bring Jose home? March. March. Yeah. So just describe to me the feelings of your first meeting with, with sweet little Cruz. He's in a hospital bed. Fast forward 
months later, mm-hmm. and now your gotcha day is with little Jose. Describe to me the emotions of that gotcha day. Yeah. And you see Jose for the first time. What's going on in your head? Right. <laughs> I mean, in your heart. I mean, scared to death. Like, yeah. if I'm being too yeah. honest. Yeah. I remember the night before, I was like, what are we doing? Like, we're gonna go meet this kid that I have no idea if he's even gonna like me. Right. It is. Like, I told Brad, I remember feeling it's totally out of your control. Yeah. And everybody hates that. That's yeah. not fun. But as soon as he walked in, and he was super shy, which is so funny, and we just knew, you just know, like, yeah. okay, this is going to be okay. And you yeah. know, I, we, I remember saying, is he even going to want to come home with us? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know. Right. You just have no idea. Right. How is he going to respond? And I remember, we have a picture, like, mm-hmm. all we had to say is gelato, which is ice cream. I mean, <laughs> It's right in. Like, that's my favorite food, yeah. too, is, is ice cream. And they said to, they actually So I need said, to learn how to say ice cream in Samoan. Yeah, you go. Right, yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. Okay. Where's my so pencil? I didn't realize that ice cream he loved, and they said to him in Spanish, like, do you want to go get ice cream with yeah. your mom and dad? And he was, like, all excited. So, like, we basically went out, and he was, like, what's his favorite like flavor? Chocolate. Chocolate. What's your favorite flavor? Vanilla. Oh, <laughs> yeah. chocolate and vanilla. I know. It's kind of boring, but it's my favorite food. But yeah, yeah. Like you asked about the one word, and mine was faith. Yeah. And so every step of the way was a faith journey for us and, yeah. and our family, especially me. Like it was just. I asked all the families to describe in one word what adoption means to them. Right. That's what Brad's talking about. And, and, and mine was faith. And this is the exact reason why, right? Because each step of the way. Like for me, if I didn't have faith, like yeah. it would have been challenging and I would have checked out, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, so the experience together was amazing. It was a moment in time. He came out and we had the book and the teddy bear and all that kind of stuff. Amazing moment in time of meeting yeah. him for the first time. Yeah. But then the incredible journey of, of actually bringing him to the motel that we're staying at. Like we, you get Jose, you get this yeah. child that you don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> and we bring him home. Yeah, so fast forward crazy. all this time. And now we're here, what, a year later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A year later. Tell me over this past year, how has Jose changed your family? <laughs> In so many ways. <laughs> no. We have been so blessed. Yeah. I mean, we have got this child who is easygoing and yeah. fun and loves the kids. And everybody told me, you wait till the six month mark. You wait, or the three month mark was first. Then wait till the six month mark, you're gonna start seeing some things come out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm preparing my heart to be like, okay, what does that look like? Which I don't mm-hmm. know if that's good or bad to say that. I don't mm-hmm. think that's right. Mm-hmm. But that's what we heard. You mm-hmm. know, sure. And that. you want to be prepared. Those are realities. You want to be prepared. Sure. We never yeah. had a child. We never had adopted a child before. Right. I didn't know, like, brought a child home. Right. And we just never, we never experienced those things. Like, yeah. he's just, has, from the get-go, I mean, he has been, like, super compliant yeah. and just yeah. loves everybody, loves people. Yeah. He's definitely changed our family. He's brought a four-year-old energy level again into our family. (laughs) We were so fortunate, right? So a lot of the adoption books say, like, when you bring a child home, just make sure you spend time with your family. Make sure you don't go out in large settings. Yeah. We come home to COVID COVID. and we're quarantined. What the book didn't say is a virus can shut down the whole world. (laughs) Exactly. So we come home. Yeah. To COVID and everything's wiped off our schedule. Right. Everything's wiped off, and so here we are in our home. And with our family of now seven, bonding. So that moment in time was actually an amazing time for our family yeah. to like come together. And like yeah. he said, he just like blends right in yeah. with 
everything that the other kids want to do. He wants to be with them. And they like look at him as like a little brother and just kind of bring him along. And I mean, he's been a blessing in our family. I mean, it's been amazing. Yeah. I think the financial is always an issue too. You know, sure. It's like, wow, it's a lot. We all have always said, we're not all called to maybe bring a child into our home, but we are all called to help. To care for orphans. Yeah. So whether that's a financial, whether that's prayer, well, that's bringing a child home. Like we're all, res- that's all everybody's responsibility. So I which agencies important. and organizations would you like to mention and honor for helping bring Jose home? Brittany's Hope was a huge one for us. Um, yeah. They'd given us a nice size grant for actually for both of them. They had mm-hmm. helped us at, the, at that point. And then also Madison Adoption yeah, Madison, Agency is who we work yeah. through, which was Madison incredible. Adoption Agency. Madison Adoption Agency. Where are they based out of? I think Show Hope also is another one that was a good organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just mm-hmm. there's so many resources out there. I think that's what people don't realize. There are so many grants. There are. Yeah. It's un- actually unbelievable. When yeah. you start digging, it's like wow. So like, Show Hope and Brittany's Hope were two two that we had used. Yeah. 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 Well, I love your story. I love your family. Jose is so sweet, and I think you have such a great story of how. So oftentimes we talk about how living by faith and not by fear, but I think more often than not, it's not that faith is the absence of fear, but faith is the weapon with which we fight fear. It doesn't mean it's an absence of it. It's more so the tool that you use in order to fight it. And I just think you guys have embodied that so much. And I pray the Lord's continued blessing over you guys. Thank you. Thank you you for sharing your story. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts from today. Head to your preferred podcasting platform and give the show an honest review and let me know what you think. Remember, you cannot be redefined, only redeveloped one imperfect day at a time. Your story matters and you are loved.